Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. I've had a rough week, so I'm glad we chose a movie that was easy to understand. Maybe not the easiest to watch, but the easiest to understand. <laughs> when you take a step back after finishing the movie, it is incredibly easy to understand. It's got the simplest, simplest of plots to the point where sometimes there's no dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's no dialogue. Sometimes nothing's happening. <laughs> what are we talking about, Zero? Talking about the Foggy Mountain? Yep, just a, I think just Foggy Mountain. Fog or Foggy Mountain, a Vietnamese martial arts movie that is exclusively on Haya, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Foggy Mountain. It, it sounds like what like one of the challenges that Scooby Doo and the gang has to face, like Scooby Doo <laughs> and the Foggy Mountain. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, sounds like a. Like if, a horror martial arts movie. There's something in the fog, something in the Foggy Mountain. Yeah, yeah. If, if Foggy Mountain, if the Foggy Mountain that Scooby Doo and the gang has to face involved human trafficking, <laughs> but that's like the loosest right. of plots. That's it. It is what the movie's about, but not really, right? It's like a it's a B plot of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, okay, well, I said it before. The story's really simple. It's it starts off with our main character played by Peter Pham. Um, he 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 wins a fight under in an underground fight, and he gets on the wrong the bad side of uh, you know, the, bad guy. The, the bad guy. Yeah. Um, oh boy! And because of that, his wife is killed or forced to kill herself, I guess. And then he goes on a revenge spree, I guess, a revenge mission. But first, he has to go back to his village where he was trained in all the martial arts. And when he's there, it just so happens that the villain is also there. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it's he goes to seek out the villain. And along the way... He runs into the villagers. Oh, I thought he goes back to the village on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, he's back in his village. One of us is right. Yeah, one of us is right. <laughs> Turns out none of us is right. It's just yeah. like he just stumbles in this village. He's like, oh, I remember you. Uh. <laughs> well, actually, some of the other villagers remember him because of some conveniently placed pictures on the <laughs> yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, uh, and then the next (laughs) hour is, maybe an hour and ten minutes is him rescuing a bunch of people who have been kidnapped by the villain, and that's it. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's really much it. It's, uh, the most straightforward of revenge movies that has Mm -hmm. a, a slight 
B plot of human human trafficking. But no, that's resolved so quickly, so <laughs> so fast. And he doesn't even save them, really. They kind of save themselves, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> um, so our main character has no character. He is very non-emotive. He has one face throughout the whole film. Oh, God, he really does. <laughs> <laughs> when his wife dies... He has no expression on his face. <laughs> and you're so supposed to believe that he's on this uh, blood-stricken path, war-torn, um, you know, blood. You know, he, he wants to go out of his way, no matter what it takes, to get his revenge. But meanwhile, he has absolutely no expression like, throughout the whole film. Yeah, unfortunately, our main character is just a vessel to move the story forward and put him into situations where, hey, I'm going to fight this guy and I'm going to fight this guy in the Vietnamese forest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, well, I was thinking this might have been a COVID film was what I thought. I'm looking at this right now. I can't see the exact release date. I see the year was 2020. So unless they went, well, unless they uh, they filmed this before COVID, and uh, you know they released it well in advance, then you know whatever you know it's it has nothing to do with the pandemic restrictions. But possibly they filmed it during COVID. It kind of, it could make sense. Like everyone's kind of isolated, and there's everyone's in the forest, like you said. It's a very simple story, very simple, very low budget. This movie is... Oh, my God. You cannot so, tell. So low budget. <laughs> very, very low budget. I I don't want to be hard on this because mm-hmm. of the budget, but at the same time, there are so many questionable things that you don't do to make a story yeah. or a movie. <sighs> yeah. And you have two directors. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Two directors, right. three writers. Somebody should have been responsible for some of these messes. Yeah. Fan Am. Fan An is uh, one of the directors. He uh, th- This is his first and only directing role. So, yeah, that kind of shows. And then Ken Din is the other one. He's directed once before this. So, still seems like there's a, a bit of inexperience here. But my God, uh, I, I think even with the story, which yes, there's there's really not enough happening in the movie. But how, how did it... three guys write this? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't understand. I don't understand. There's uh, there's just no characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, actually, there's too many characters. That's too many characters. But yeah. they have no character to them. <laughs> There's too many like moving bodies on the screen that you have to remember their faces and names too. Oh god, but... they have two little girls, fucking two yeah. little girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and when any of them, you know, that any of them die, you're supposed you're supposed to feel some way, but yeah, yeah, you really don't. I mean, I felt bad when the one girl died because she was boobs. That was like her character, right? <laughs> that was her character, right? Well, I mean, she kind of flashes cleavage to distract a guard at one point yeah and that that's it that's like all i remember from her (laughs) i remember her character all two of them (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so uh yeah 
this there's really yeah i mean up to the what like the 20 30 minute mark it seems like the movie's actually going somewhere and then after that yeah it really doesn't it just kind of stops nothing happens until the very end and it's just everyone dicking around in the forest running away from the villains and oh there's god no... that was the longest part of the movie where yeah they're so to elaborate a little bit they uh i mean the, the main character hasn't even save them they kind of save themselves from human human trafficking all these characters the main character just happens to be there (laughs) and they all start just fleeing in the woods and it felt like like no budget apocalypto (laughs) almost almost where they're they're running away you have people crossing the stream it feel it's supposed to feel dangerous because the girl breaks her ankle i guess i guess Oh God! There's just I, I'm trying not to be hard on it, but this is, the movie's just yeah. so blah. Yeah, right? no, it's very blah. It's Again, very blah. glad we're choosing to talk about this one, though. Like, no, no joke, no joke. Um, well, but besides the story, which yes, it is very simple, uh, and yeah, all the characters are pretty flat. I'd say the only one who really stands out to me is the main villain, played by Kim Long Tak. Uh, who plays Ba Rao. Mm-hmm. He is he is like just borderline like overacting throughout the whole film. I wish he was overacting more <laughs> because yeah, no one is no one is emoting. He's at yeah. least trying to be somewhat maniacal, yep. somewhat unhinged mm-hmm. and he is the he's doing the most in terms yes. of acting in this movie. Yeah. And he's not even doing that much. He's, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's just typical villain. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 In comparison, he looks like he's, he's like, I wouldn't say Oscar win- winning, maybe like Emmy winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like you said, there's a lot of characters here. Like it, it'd be, it would be a waste of time if we go through every single one of them. What I will say, though, is that um, the idea is that, yeah, they're supposed to be in the forest, supposed to be running through the foggy mountain because they're uh, supposed to feel like they're constantly being hunted down by the villain and his henchmen. Um, I never felt like there was really too much doom. It's weird that any time that the villains show up, like, they all split up. <laughs> like why do they split up it everybody feels like splits up yeah, when they're like... chasing everybody in the woods even the group the core yeah. group splits up it's that's so what i'm saying the, the group splits up is like why don't you stay close to the guy who knows how to fight and that defend you <laughs> that is true it's a shame that they had to have these two little girls in there because they mm. should have been fodder really mm. Uh, we only get one death out of this whole group of people escaping. We should yeah. have had more oh, yeah. random people dying. So it felt a little stressful that they're being chased, right? Because otherwise, yeah. they just keep on capturing them and tying them up to a tree. Everybody gets tied to trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't fully understand it. Like, why don't they... What are they trying to do? Are they trying to kill them? Or are they trying to like imprison them again so they can put them back into the trafficking ring? I don't know. Um, yeah, but anyways, um, you know, like we're talking, we're complaining about the budget, which you know you can do a lot 
I mean, not a lot, but you, you can always turn around a low budget with a strong crew, right? Like a strong uh, cast of talent behind the camera, right? I mean, that's all. That's a given. Um, the writing here is not strong. So how is the action? Um, I don't want to be hard on it too much because when I'm looking at the action, it's just it's just below mediocre, just just barely, right? Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> If this, if you were to tell me that this is a a hidden gem from the '90s, I would say, <laughs> "Wow, yeah, sure, it's pretty good. It's pretty good for being from the '90s. It's a little messy, very rough around the edges, but there's a few decent moments." Mm-hmm. And I would say, "Good job, good job, Vietnam, on this, you know, nice little." you know, kind of sleepy hits, I guess I could say, right? Right. But this is not from the 90s. <laughs> well, because this is what? From 2020, um, it's <laughs> it's very jarring, at least for me, that every fight scene, I keep looking at every shot and thinking, why are we missing frames? Why are we missing shots? Why are we, like, there's bits of action that I feel like are have either not been filmed or they're not they've been taken out of the fight scene and we need those <laughs> do you have you noticed that as you're watching it yeah it's one of those things where it's heavily edited and the continuity from the fight is missing missing portions so that you can make leaps from one moment to the other very quickly so maybe in the fight choreography they didn't get a shot that transitions one moment to another so they just remove it they Mm -hmm. edit these two moments together and it just looks fast moments look jarring Uh, yeah there's a lot of times where we break the 180 degree rule characters Mm -hmm. are kind of jumping around on screen and i want to say probably because of limitation of the budget the filmmakers probably got a you know like subpar cinematic camera mm-hmm. and you can see there's distortion on the lens sometimes if it shakes around <laughs> yeah. too much so i don't want to i don't want to be too hard on that but basic filmmaking techniques right you don't yeah. have to follow every hit you don't have to follow every motion that's something that's becoming evident with modern choreography at least in the 2020s uh, you know later 20 teens mm-hmm. and that's what's happening here you have a cameraman who's trying to follow every motion every punch every hit so the the screen gets wavy so mm-hmm. a lot of waving going around it it makes the fight feel alive but sometimes there is not as much clarity as i would like yeah it's not the worst edited it is edited just enough where you are well you can be distracted especially if you're into the kind of action that we're we're into which is just like you know just show as much as you possibly can right um don't don't disrupt it with editing but yeah like the editing it really does feel like you're missing (laughs) missing key information here sometimes uh at least again from my watching or viewing of this movie uh, you know between you know different camera shots it feels like characters have just teleported just a couple inches or a couple feet over 
every single time. And when that happens in a rhythm and there's a certain cadence to it, it feels like there's a lot of key information that's like lost out of each action scene. Um, and again, this is just be slightly below mediocre because somewhere in, in all this, there's some good action. Yeah. Yeah. We have two very good performers in this movie. We mm -hmm. have the main actor, Peter, Peter Fum, mm -hmm. and then we have the mini boss, Vong Akur, played by Simon Cook. Yep, Simon Cook. He was uh, he had one fight scene in Ip Man Three. He was the Tie Fighter that Donnie Yen fights as they are going down this uh, elevator, and then eventually in this uh, in the stairwell. Stairwell, yeah, if you remember that. Yeah, great fight. Yeah, yeah, that was a couple. Of, no. It was a while ago, so I did the character, the actor looks a, yeah, a little older, older now. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Anything involving the two of them is the best. It's in the yeah. last fight, easily being the best between them because it's the longest and it has the more complicated moves. The mm -hmm. editing is still a little fast, but yeah. for the most part, there's clarity when it's the fights between them because I'm guessing because they're just the most competent on-screen yeah. performers. When it yep. comes to our main character fighting like multiple opponents, oh God, it's the worst. <laughs> it's well, that's, that's the problem. It's just so forgettable. Yeah, he he never. Yeah. I think he never fights more than three people at a time. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. There's there's like three different fights where he fights three different groups of men. <laughs> I couldn't tell you like the difference between them. I yeah. think the one that maybe stands out the most is when he fights on the shores of the river i i guess <laughs> i don't even think that's worthy uh, like none none of the multi-people fights are very worth mentioning i would say when the villain uh vanga core mm -hmm. fights his, his first group fight which is a mm -hmm. weapons fight in the beginning of the movie that was a good opening fight for him to show that he had the skill yep. and he was just somebody to be you know not to be you know messed with mm -hmm. and then later on it, it's kind of nice he becomes i mean he's the he's the mini boss but he becomes the recurring villain because he kind of keeps popping up in the movie yeah. to fight people he even fights the main character more than once which is kind of cool like he the main character can't exactly defeat him so he pops up again mm -hmm. and yeah it's just it's all right it's just okay if this was an older film i would be praising it a lot more but uh yeah well i don't know even if it was older i i feel like it's still missing things that to make it to elevate it beyond what it actually is um yeah there's not enough that there's that's all i can really say about the action too like i mean i would love to break it down and i, I want to i want to say that at least there's like a a part of me thinks that there's a small bit of charm in the movie <laughs> How I'm so? saying that I'm saying that because it almost seems like I can feel that the directors they they do appreciate film but like they throw in some homages to other movies that Oh, they love Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah, they they love Flashpoint. They love, they, love, <laughs> they love Kill Bill. They throw in the the whistling if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um they love, oh my god, and you know, yeah, you mentioned Donnie Yen. Um so the main character, he his style is Wing Chun and um, I was going to say is this felt very Wing Chun. 
It's, it's this Chun. is a Vietnamese movie. Uh, <laughs> but then again, I don't know the Vietnamese mm-hmm. martial arts fighting style, if any. All yeah, I know yeah. is Ronica No and Johnny Nguyen. <laughs> so whatever they do. <laughs> right. Well, that's Johnny Nguyen is more like a, you know, he, well, he, he's, he's Taekwondo. He's a Taekwondo. Yeah, he's an all around, you know, just mm-hmm. versatile screen fighter. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not, sh- I'm not really sure what I could say Veronica knows fighting mm-hmm. style is, but it's not, it's not Wing Chun. No, definitely. So not. That... when I, when I was watching this, I was like, man, this is, this is reminding me of Young Ip Man, like the straightforward, <laughs> fast punches, all the trapping yeah. with the arm, yeah. with the arm mm-hmm. blocks and whatnot. So I was getting confused right. what I was watching, but if you're confirming so, that, then <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm only confirming it because it, whenever he's doing hand hand. Like literal hand, upper body hand to hand combat. It's it's clearly Wing Chun, um, but I, he'll throw in some kicks every once in a while, and it's like, okay, that's not Wing Chun because <laughs> Wing Chun's very less kick heavy, kick oriented, or no high kicks at least. Um, yeah, and Simon Cook. So Simon Cook and Trong Din Huang, uh, who is who is one of the fighters that Peter Pham fights early in the film. These two guys were the fight choreographers for the movie. So I'm wondering if that has any influence on the actual stylings of all the characters. I feel like, um, I mean, Sam, Simon Cook, you know, the, the the mini boss, uh, he's definitely fights a little bit more like brawler ish slash like Thai boxing style, which is you know akin to like his style when he was in It Man Three, but less so. He's a little bit more. I mean, there is, like, a use of wire work in the movie, too. So, they, we try and, like, throw in some stuff that, like, yeah, isn't physically yeah. possible without wires. But, ah, whatever. Uh, the, uh, with all that said, the, the action, again, uh, without being a dead horse, uh, it, it's just, like, it's just barely okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch the guy doing capoeira for, like, one second? No, who is that? <laughs> I don't remember that. It's during the, uh, I don't know, when they're trying to escape the sex trafficking village oh. or huts. There's a no, guy who starts He starts doing like the... The Jenga? The Jenga for like uh-huh. a second and then he kind of does some kicks. And then, you know, the character Pi, the main character, just kind of kicks him and that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I got excited for a second and he gets dispatch so easily yeah it's like we don't have the insurance to uh, pay for uh these stud people so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well i guess like with that said let, let's let's break down the action i mean i mean god we're, i i don't think we're gonna be able to break down the story any more than we've already have so yeah, we could uh, try we could try to go into it <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> sure okay well with that said, this is the time where we'd say that you should go and follow us on Patreon so you can listen to the entire action breakdown that we always do. Um, and, well, again, well, there might be spoilers that we'll be mentioning at this point, too. So if you want to, you can listen to us uh, there. Um, we're, I think we're going to talk about this for, like, oh, God, I hope not another, not another hour. I don't think there's not enough <laughs> material in this fucking movie. We could we could drag this out to an hour conversation, no problem. So oh, if you want all that extra audio that we'll be discussing, yeah, <laughs> check us out on Patreon because you could also listen to an episode we recently re- we recently re- released, which is Sworn to Justice with Cynthia Rothrock. Um, 
I believe you said there's humping in that movie, so... Oh, God. I was slightly interested. <laughs> oh, man, that, that film, um, it's a movie about fortune-telling... fortune, a fortune telling, Not fortune-telling, a, a psychic, revenge-seeking Cynthia Rothrock, which is kind of ironic because the movie's really forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's all I'll say. So if you want to listen to that, follow us on Patreon. Um but with that said, let's talk about Foggy Mountain. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. And now on to our final thoughts. Uh, and, and, and that's the movie. That's Is that that's the, movie. the that's Foggy the movie. Mountain? Yeah, I don't have the foggiest clue <laughs> why it ends this way, but yes. Oh that's my god, Will, why did we watch this movie? Why <laughs> did you pick this movie? <laughs> hey, okay, right, right, right. the movie's not good, but it's not. I, I complain a lot, a lot about the action because it is definitely marred with really bad filmmaking decisions and definitely hampered by its budget. Yes. But. There is a semblance of goodness in there that is missing in the final product. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's just barely mediocre. And I think yeah, just barely. If the whole I think if all the action just aped more of Donnie Yen's fight choreography, <laughs> I I would have been happy with that because there yeah. I we mentioned in the Patreon section there is one fight which is the last fight that just really does lots of Donnie Yen isms for the better, actually. It elevates the yep. movie. And they do a great different interpretation of, of grappling on the ground, which yeah, which yeah. is like the be- the only thing I could really recommend for this movie because that's that's yeah. the highlight. So Yep. All eight seconds of <laughs> yeah, it. So watch that. Watch the last <laughs> fight. That's that's all, <laughs> all I can <could> really say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or just watch a Donnie Yen movie since we're talking about all the homages to Donnie Yen. Why don't you just go do that? I think that might be a better use of your time. Do you think, do you think people should watch Sakura? Should they watch Sakura over this, Will? Huh? Watch huh? select Donnie Yen movies. Watch watch the good ones. Why not Sakura? Uh, Why not? <laughs> we talked about that. Go watch in the line of duty four. Like, it's been a few years since we talked about that, but you go watch that. All right. Um, Are you sure no, not Sakura? <laughs> Sakura, Sakura, I heard Sakura. Um, okay, well, Foggy Mountain is, uh, this is my attempt at diversifying our portfolio <laughs> of movies because we've been doing a lot of, I mean, actually, no, lately we've been doing a lot of new releases. Thank goodness for new releases. And that's what Foggy Mountain is. It's a new release on Haya. I wanted to cover this because it is newer. But also, like you know, it's kind of getting getting out of the Hong Kong China sphere is kind of nice every once in a while. Until so we, we realize that countries. the fight choreography is very influenced by Hong Kong fight choreography, yeah. and not done well. So <laughs> yeah, um, no, I I don't recommend this movie. I I wish it was better. I really do. I uh, maybe yeah, like you said, watch the final fight. Maybe it's not great. That there's semblances of goodness in it. But overall, bleh, bleh. The whole movie is bleh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a shame. Anything with uh, Simon Cook is decent, and then the final fight is good. 
but the yeah. movie as a whole is so so bland unfortunately <laughs> and i i agree with you i want us to diversify our martial arts movie experience experiences because mainly we cover hong kong chinese stuff and we don't cover too many vietnamese movies anything with veronica no or johnny new <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of it and we i feel like we covered all their movies so if there's a new yep. if there's a new vietnamese martial arts movie out there yeah I'm, I'm down for watching it it's just a shame we can't recommend it yeah <laughs> have i recommended a single vietnamese movie oh god yeah we have the rebel <laughs> Me, oh, me, you. like I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the sticking oh, mud. Right, so right. yeah, you are the sticking mud. <laughs> um, yeah, don't watch Foggy Mountain. That, that's all in this review. <laughs> <laughs>